So here's a question. In a world that keeps moving faster and faster, how do women leaders like us, women who want to make an impact in the world through our career or business and not sacrifice our home life, how do we create balance and fulfillment in our lives, both at work and at home, without facing burnout or constantly feeling like we're chasing an impossible dream? That's the question, and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the Selfless Syndrome Show. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm on a mission to help women leaders break through burnout so that they can build the life and body they are worthy of and step into the awesome power of who they really are. I'm the Selfless Syndrome Mentor, a board-certified women's health and leadership coach and alternative medicine practitioner. I'm a wife, mom, and stepmom to four boys and a furball, and I'm the founder of a rapidly growing women-centered coaching business. Stick around because on this show, you'll learn how to create the life, body, and career you've always dreamed of without having to sacrifice who you really are. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I am joined by Dr. Jesse Haymeyer, who is joining us all the way from Switzerland, which I find really cool. Um, but who she is, is she is the physician founder of Well Empowered, where she practices data-driven, outcome-oriented functional medicine. She created Well Empowered with one commitment in mind, providing you the foundation of health and vitality that transforms your experience of life and alters what is possible for you. And she does this by taking a root cause natural medicine approach. We obviously get along very well, those who know me well, but in working one-on-one with groups or delivering corporate webinars, Dr. H's guidance balances science and heart, providing the information, inspiration, and strategies needed to translate information into sustainable and transformative health outcomes. So Dr. H, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Alex. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So there's a lot to dive into this because I'm actually really curious um, just in my own journey, you know, what, and I, I want to get to some of your story too, but before we even do that, what do you mean by data-driven functional medicine? What is the data that we're Yeah. So the data, it's it's quite, quite a number of different things. So <laughs> it is labs, right? The data we get from labs, the numbers we get from labs and how that helps us understand how someone's body is functioning or not. So that's one piece of the data puzzle. Um, The other piece of uh, other pieces of the data puzzle include uh, maybe a little bit more information than what we traditionally think of as quote unquote data, right? Like, you know, uh, lab number. So the information would be the, in the person in front of me, I spend a long time understanding where their health is, where it's been, their family health history, where we're committed to going. So all of that information. Um, And I also give a lot of attention to how the person in front of me works as a human being and how they work in navigating changes, right? So it's taking all of this information that I I am calling data, right? Uh, But taking it to create the path forward so that over time, the person in front of me does ultimately find themselves fulfilling on their intention for their health and their life. Awesome. And so important. And I think, you know, I, I will dig into a little bit of like how you got into doing this as well, but I have found, especially for myself, you know, we're so disconnected 
and having that data and really being able to have some, because a lot of times it takes objectivity too, to, to look back at, you know, here's all the things that have happened in your life or even, you know, intergenerationally, I've started to become really curious about kind of, you know, intergenerational trauma and stuff like that, um, that has gotten you to the point that you're at. And so, you know, recognizing that and then using it to make an informed path forward is, is very cool and very necessary, we'll say in the world. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 And I'm curious because I, when we were talking before the show, I, you know, we both are, are previously chiropractors. So I'm just curious how you, how you got into this road of, of, you know, approaching people's health and kind of what you brought you to what you're doing today. Yeah. So for me, right. I like to say straight lines are boring. I, I, mm-hmm. I you know, <laughs> curves, curves suit me best. Right. So for me, this journey began in about 2004. And at that point I was an owner of the first boutique high intensity strength training gym in Chicago, but I myself had been on what I call the weight loss roller coaster for about a decade and a half, right? I was in my, you know, just moving from mid to late twenties at that time, grew up dancing, spent a lot of time in front of a mirror and all the things that come with that. Right. So I really had been up and down with my weight for quite some time. And There were a number of moments in 2004 that really formed a line in the sand for me and shaped my trajectory moving ahead. For me, one of those moments was, I remember I was standing in my kitchen in in Lincoln Park and, and standing there with a, my car keys in one hand, and then in my other hand, a slightly sludge filled glass. And as I was standing there with these two things in my hands, I heard this noise and it was kind of like, and yes, that was my stomach growling. And my stomach was growling because that slightly sludge filled glass held the remnants of the master cleanse, right? Uh, Some of your listeners, or maybe you yourself at one point had, you know, dabbled in the master cleanse. I think there was like some lemon and cayenne pepper and maybe a little bit of maple syrup. I don't know, but I was, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Right. So uh, I had done this master cleanse for three days and I was starving. So my keys were in my hand because I was getting ready to get my car and go get a McFlurry because naturally that's what one does when they're very, very hungry. Right. (laughs) Um, and I really got, you know, in that moment, I got how broken the inherited approach was to wait. Right. And I really got this all or nothing approach. It wasn't just that it wasn't working. It definitely wasn't working, but it was really interfering with me being who I was committed to being in the world, right? Continually riding that weight loss roller coaster, which was the result of that all or nothing approach. And I'll say one more thing, that all or nothing approach is definitely grounded in deprivation and self-aggression. And that just doesn't work, right? So, you know, seeing what was what it was costing me. It was costing me being who I was committed to being in the world and contributing in a way that I wanted to contribute in the world and really connecting meaningfully with people. I really just quit it at that point, right? I quit it and I committed to what I call mastering your middle ground. 
And I didn't know how I would master my middle ground, but I did know I was going to do it. So from there, it really became a journey of what I would call collaborating with the universe and taking a how can I approach. And as I journeyed and over time mastered my middle ground, I really got the heart of my commitment was in mastering it so that I could be of service to others, which led me to getting my degree as a chiropractor, my master's of science in nutrition and functional medicine and becoming an IFM certified practitioner. Now I actually, uh, I never actually use the physical medicine part of chiropractic care, right? I know it, it becomes a little confusing. People say, oh, you're a chiropractor, my neck hurts. And then I say, I'm so sorry to hear that. I've got someone great who will take care of you, right? Um, but that's yeah. not me, right? And it, and um, and so you know that that schooling really gave me the foundation of science I need to understand and also order the labs that I order and put them to good use in service of the people who I work with. Awesome. So there's a lot of things I want to unpack actually in <laughs> what you just shared. The first is just for mainly amusement sake for our listeners. I um, had a friend when I was in chiropractic school, he was a nutrition major and he like, he's also a marathon runner. I was as well at the time. That's how we, how we met, but he really did not like the master cleanse to the point that he took it upon himself to prove that it was really bad for you. And so oh, it I, is, it's awful. Yeah. Oh, terribly. <laughs> so he, he used himself as a guinea pig and I think he made it like five days and like he was jaundiced, his eyes were yellow, like his liver was shutting down. And God so we, we wrote up like his case study for the school paper because I was the chief content editor. And I was just like, yeah, this is so wrong. But, you know, it, it brings up a point of especially in the world of weight loss and in how we look. And I talk about this a lot on the show. You know, it's very much become like we have to, you know, destroy ourselves to achieve something and that like no we, we have to stop no. doing that lady there is no, no power in that we are you know keeping ourselves stuck playing small and it's a lot of reason it doesn't work you know deprivation diets and you know pushing yourself to work out more and restriction and all of that and I, I say this within the caveat of you know I have a, a process that women have followed myself included to lose weight but I have shifted my focus so much more to going within and learning about yourself and your relationship with food in that process and really finding freedom on the other side and not, you know, I have to like, I can't ever eat this again kind of thing. Right. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. No, so totally I love music that my ears. We're yes. on the same page with that. Um, so very cool. Very, very inspiring. Um, and so, you know, for women listening, like how, what are the things that, you look for or that you know your your patients and clients are coming to you with like how do you know that you're at a point where approaching things differently (laughs) yeah well fundamentally speaking um so approaching things differently when first of all when i when i meet with someone first we start with a complimentary 30-minute consultation because i want it to genuinely feel like the right fit for both of us Right. And to me, the right fit simply means you feel we can get outcomes that you're seeking working together. And so too do I. Right. And that requires some dialogue, understanding each other, you know, asking questions, things like that. But once we do hit the ground running, uh, similar to what you're saying, yes, before I start giving people information about, uh, you know, like educating them, 
on uh, what their labs say or next steps nutritionally or in movement or supplements or anything like that. The, where we really start is by getting very clear on your intention for your health and your life. And I call this creating your vision of vitality. So I walk people through a process where they get very clear on, you know, it's, yeah, okay, we all want to feel our best and look our best so that we can be our best. But most people are talking about the number on the scale when really, if the number on the scale were so compelling, it would already be handled. It's not that compelling, right? <laughs> but what is compelling is what becomes available when this area of life is just handled, right? The headspace you can give to why you're here, simply put, right? I promise no one has been put on this planet earth to struggle with their weight. Like that is not like what your life is supposed to be about. I, I no no problem that it's a, maybe a big part of your life right now, but like, let's draw a line in the sand. Let's go beyond that because I know, and you know, your life is intended to be a lot more than that, right? And so when people get really clear on what would the future look like with this area of my life handled, the conversation really shifts, right? To your point, it, it really becomes one of self-love, right? What are you going towards? And it really uh, it is, it's one of the, the foundations for dropping that old broken paradigm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I find that, you know, with my clients as well, like we tend to be attached to these things that that's not really the thing. Like, you know, there's, there's something that the number that you think you need on the scale provides that is fully achievable without necessarily having to reach that number. Um, or, you know, that, that being the thing, like I, you know, I went through quite a journey where I, speaking of weight loss, we'll just, we'll stay on this topic because I know it's something that a lot of women struggle with. And, and especially those of you know, our listeners in their forties and fifties, like things change, right. And hormones are changing and suddenly the stuff that maybe you need to do a lot of it, that beat yourself up or, you know, kill yourself in the gym and starve yourself with a master cleanse kind of approach. <laughs> All of that was based on men's physiology too, ladies. So <laughs> just acknowledge that as well. And but, your friend you proved know. that it doesn't even work for men's physiology either. Exactly. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I completely lost my chair. Oh, so, you know, I, I had put on like 50 pounds just overnight. It was like one morning I woke up and my pants didn't fit anymore. And I'm like, you know, kind of buried my head in the sand for about three years. Cause my, experience of myself was different than what I saw in the mirror or in pictures, but I finally just like got really fed up with, okay, I'm done, you know, done tolerating this. But all the things I tried for quite a while, you know, they weren't working because what I needed to do was go inside and just love myself and love myself mm. through food and love myself through how I moved. And I lost 30 of those pounds without movement, actually. Like it was all just through yeah. loving myself through food. Um, yes. and that doesn't mean eating chocolate cake and all the things, but actually eating in a way that, you know, energized me and, and gave my body permission to just start to let go. Um, and so, and I've repeated that with other women now, but 
you know, it's not about the number. So the number I'm at right now is not the number that I had in mind for where I wanted to get to, but I feel confident and I feel good and I look good in my clothes and things fit. And, you know, I'm strong. I'm not right now because I sprained my ankle two weeks ago, but, um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been more active than ever. I started running again. I've been doing like doing stuff and just feeling good with where I'm at. And so that is really the journey that it sounds like you take women, people yes. um, in general as well. Like that's what I love about. that. Yeah. And what you shared is totally music to my ears, right? That you feel strong and powerful and confident and you feel that inner self-love expressing itself in your health. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, that's what we want for everybody. So, you know, it sounds like you are, are very much the guide that can help, you know. Yes. Yes. And you know, for my practice, well empowered, the mission, and I don't mean mission as a marketing scheme, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. mission with a capital M is people bringing their gift fully to the world and inspiring others to do the same. And to me, it is all but impossible to fulfill that mission without your health and vitality as you intend it to mm-hmm. be, right? So for me, it really lives like a, a, like a scientific truth, like gravity, like try and argue with gravity, you're not going to win. Right. And I would say I relate to it the same way, right. When your health is handled, when you are living aligned with your intention for your health and your life, that's when miracles happen. Yeah. And it's all about that alignment, right? Like, and I find there's for me, and I don't know about you and not every woman who listens to the show is in the business world as well, but I found a lot of (laughs) parallels in like how I do business and my health. And so many of us, you know, business ends up or your career or whatever it is. I talk a lot about what I call selfless syndrome on this show. So like, you know, we're giving our time and energy to everyone else and there's literally nothing left over for ourselves. And we aren't showing up as our best selves because we don't have any time (laughs) to, you know, do that and be that. And being aligned, it's like, there's all these things that we should do. Right. And so I, I talk a lot about stop shooting yourself. Like, you know, there's, it's about connecting with yourself enough to know what you actually need. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 And I would say, you know, the word should similar to uh, some of the other adjectives people use about food, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Good food, bad food, uh, or to describe their actions. I cheated quote unquote yesterday, right. all of those right. words should, shouldn't good, bad cheated. That's all the language of morality. And there is no morality in how we care for our body. There simply is the way we care for our body and the effect, right? Food is not good or bad. Beverages are not good or bad certain foods in certain quantities produce one outcome, other foods in other quantities produce another outcome, but they're not good or bad, right? There's you, you actually said it beautifully when you were sharing your journey, right? You talked about, you know, it wasn't chocolate cake. It was fueling my body with, with fundamentally foods that allow your body to operate at its best to thrive, right? To, we could use all kinds of scientific terms, but really, you know, foods that elevate your health. You know, that's one way of saying it. A high quality food elevates your health, a low quality food, if consumed in excess, right? It is definitely not true that, you know, you can have zero chocolate cake for the rest of your life. That's definitely not true. Right. But a low quality food 
if consumed in excess, creates stress on the body. Mm-hmm. And that interferes with health. And that shows up as symptoms or as lab numbers that um, are not promising when it comes to somebody's longevity, right? So yeah. it's kind of, you know, food, food and beverages, moving or not moving, not good or bad, just simply produce certain outcomes. Yeah. And I love that because um, even, you know, for listeners getting the objective data, you know, from, from labs and all that, I, it's absolutely, it's something I've done with my clients as well and very important because um, sometimes it can be surprising. My own labs were surprising to me. That I ran recently, yeah. so I'm like, hmm. And so then it, you know, it becomes, but then it becomes navigating what, what's going to move the needle for you. And so also approaching that, you know, kind of data objective like especially if food, food's a, a hot topic and a lot of the stuff I talk about with my clients, I know, so I'm sure it is in your world as well, but you know, what if you just pay attention to, Hey, this made me feel like this, or this made me feel like this. You know, I have learned, I've been gluten and dairy free since I was 20. Cause I learned that I felt better not eating it. And later on, I learned that I have, you know, some of the genes that I, I can't park process lactose and I have one of the genes for celiac. So I'm like, eh, doesn't uh-huh. mean I have those yeah. diseases, but I just, you know, I, I already knew that because I'd done that, but then it re- reaffirmed the choices, but you know, not everybody's going to react the same to certain things. And so it's not yes, about a absolutely cookie cutter thing. It's like, what is the outcome of when you do this? As, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. What works for the person in front of us. Right. And also, you know, partnering with those people to move ahead at a cadence that's both going to produce the outcomes they care about and is sustainable, right? And, and that's, that's, you know, one of the joys of partnership. And also there's, you know, like you were sharing about, you know, looking at your labs, it's, it's, it's guiding people so that they can really understand what their labs are saying, right? I I had a, a woman who I worked with who, um, you know, she came in and, and she was saying, she said she felt inflamed, right? And I asked her, how is that showing up for you in your body? Because I'm sure like you, right? People will say, oh, my inflammation is high and it's and it's a feeling. They don't, they don't actually have labs that say it yet, but it's a feeling. They, they do, they're onto something, right? So asking where it's showing up. And for her, it was showing up as pelvic pain, right? We looked at her, we actually measured her inflammation, right? Inflammation is a knowable number. Um, in addition, you know, some people do experience it and some people can have high, high inflammation and not have any known symptoms, right? Or, or maybe only symptoms when they resolve the inflammation, they look over the rear view mirror and they say, oh my gosh, they look through the rear view mirror rather. And they say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was how it was showing up for me. Right. But, yeah. but nonetheless, you know, so for this woman, we found out that her HSCRP, which stands for high sensitivity C-reactive protein, it's one of a few measurements of inflammation and it really keys into chronic long-term inflammation. And that's really the tricky one, right? The stinker that interferes yeah. with healthy metabolism, that interferes with heart health and longevity and brain function, so many different things. But for her, it was showing up as pelvic pain. So once we saw her inflammation was elevated and we started, you know, I, we discussed what her next steps were and part of her next steps did involve supplements to bring that down in conjunction with the changes she was making. You know, she said to me, I've, 
historically she had never been good at taking her supplements, but understanding what she was taking her supplements for, she really, you know, got in a routine in, and of course made shifts in her lifestyle and nutrition as well. That ultimately when we circled back to test her inflammation again, about eight weeks later, it had, you know, been cut down to a third of where it was when we first measured it. And so, you know, that learning journey, but really, you know, like that speaking to, if I just not, you know, I, I can't read bodies, right. I need the numbers to understand where our points of leverage are the labs and then her understanding it, it was, you know, for her, it was, is really, was really crucial to her journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think a lot of people, well, maybe we should talk a little bit about this because there's the Western approach to labs and then there's functional medicine, which is more where we're looking. And, you know, that doesn't mean that being within normal limits makes you normal. And that does not mean that you also can't change the labs by doing other things that don't involve taking medication. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, like you, all of my interventions are natural and, um, and, you know, I, I shared some of the key points of data-driven. The other thing that I would say uh, that I didn't mention before that that data-driven portion involves is um, research, right? Like the data mm-hmm. of research. Uh, yeah. It also involves the data of clinical experience, right? We do learn through our clinical experience. So uh, those combined, right, when we, to your point, when inflammation is elevated, when uh, you know, a nutrient is low or, uh, when there's a disruption of the microbiome, whatever it is we see in the labs, absolutely, you know, using nutrition, supplementation and lifestyle, we absolutely can move the needle. Now we can't move the needle on everything right there. I am a firm believer there. I mean, not believer. It's just simply true that there's a time and a place for different Mm -hmm. toolkits, right? And as practitioners, it's really important to know what's right when, right? I, I, it's, I am, I am committed to the, for the people who I work with, my North star is their health and their outcomes. And it's a privilege and a joy to get to be a part of their journey. And I don't think twice about directing them elsewhere. If I think that they are better served elsewhere or better served taking a a dualistic approach, right. Using some tools from our natural toolkit and some tools from, uh, you know, a traditional medicine toolkit that does involve prescriptions. Yeah. And I, you know, some of my, I think part of our chiropractic school, (laughs) you know, dogma is like, yeah, anti-medicine. And it's, um, I've learned that it's not, there's definitely a time and a place for Western medicine. And some of my most successful clients, you know, I I had one that um, in the course of our working together, she also kind of went down on a journey and just got a diagnosis of ADHD that she's probably had her whole life, but, Mm -hmm. you know, had just kind of been functioning with. And so, you know, she very empowered in her decision, made the choice to, you know, we did a lot of work. We like cleared, she's one who was really into the parasite stuff I do. So she measured it all. So, you know, she got nine and a half feet of biofilm out of her and, and like felt really clear and started processing trauma. She'd never talked about. And it was very cool, but she also made the choice to start taking some medication for ADHD. And it was like, you know, I firmly believe that the medication probably would not have worked as well as it has if we hadn't done a lot of, you know, preparation in the body 
first. And that was just, you know, she was very clear on her choice. It wasn't like she felt like she was being pushed on her. She was like, I'm just going to try this. And, you know, as a result, she's learned the generic version does not work for her. And so she has to get the the real thing, which yeah. is another, you know, thing about pharmaceuticals that drives me nuts. But, you know, and she's also had the experience of like, she's like the chatter in my head is gone and I can just focus and get stuff done. That's outstanding. <laughs> it's amazing. That's... And so, you know, that's like the marrying of both words, worlds. So you don't have to feel like choosing a natural, which means you can't be in both worlds. That's... Absolutely. And it's so fun to see practitioners of both you know, veins starting to wake up and take a more collaborative approach, right? We yeah. all have great toolkits. None of, not one of us has every tool in our toolkit. No. So it's, a, we just need to play the game of what's right when, what's right when, right? And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's great. It's so fun partnering with other practitioners that have tools yeah. that can yeah. be helpful. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, just for those listening, like you realize you have a choice and you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, you have a choice in who you see, you have a choice in what approach you take, you have a choice in how you marry it together or not. <laughs> like you are, yes. you know, we're here to partner with you, not to dictate to you. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. I've really enjoyed this conversation. So just kind of in, in bringing it full circle, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you either want to share or feel like it's important for listeners to Yeah. You know, I I would say this is very much uh, consistent with with what you and I have been speaking to, which is really coming from a place of Um, self-love. And and so there are two things that I invite your listeners to step into in, in, in their health journey. One is stepping into a practice of being kind and honest, kind and honest, right? And Um, you know, like you shared a little bit earlier about your own journey. And there was a period where like you didn't quite want to look at the scale maybe, or, you know, kind of see how things were. Right. And I can totally relate to that. I know that I was like that as well. And I, in, and I would say for me, that was an expression of a desire to be kind and not knowing how to be kind and honest. Right. Cause before that, if I was honest, was like pull up the whipping post and, you know, use it on myself kind of experience. Right. But once I really got clear on my intention for my health and my life, you know, once I created what I call my vision of vitality, it really became about something else. So I was able to cultivate being kind and honest, but it didn't happen overnight. It was a practice one foot in front of the other practice sort of thing. So that is one invitation I have for your listeners is to really just kind of contemplate what would it be like to be both kind and honest. And I don't have any specific instruction, but stepping into that as a consideration and how might it show up for you in your life, right? That's, that's one thing. And then the second uh, offering is leaning into your own wisdom and in the week ahead practicing what I call playing your best game, right? So as you move about your day, leaning into your wisdom and asking yourself, what is my best game right now, right now? And that could be in the way of movement or meditation or uh, how you're eating or drinking or how much you're sleeping you know, what is my best game right now? Uh, You know, 
let's say you have a meditation practice and you intend to meditate for 20 minutes and 15 minutes is eaten up by taking care of your kids or answering the last minute work email or whatever, and you have five minutes. Well, guess what? Your best game in that moment is meditating for five minutes, right? So getting, giving up that all or nothing approach in that area and really just looking at it from, okay, what is my best game right now? And, you know, have fun playing that game, have fun playing your best game. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important, you know, letting go of the expectations around what it's supposed to look like and yes, just embracing what you've got. And, you know, yeah, yeah. One of my friends uh, shared in a a blog with me the other day that was um, around uh, mastering your wealth. And, you know, I'm always fascinated by the parallels and you kind of pointed to the, the parallels between you know, your business and, and health, right? And and so this blog was speaking to, you know, to master your wealth, you're going to have to give up, ignore the Joneses, right? Stop playing a game of keeping up with the Joneses, right? Yep. And so same thing with your health, right? To fulfill your intention for your health in your life, you will need to master ignoring what other people are doing or not doing, right? Ignoring mm-hmm. what other people are not doing. And then the other thing you'll need to master is ignoring what people have to say about what you're doing or not doing, right? And so both of those can be really powerful things to master. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. Uh, That implies to like any area. And this is, you know, my big message is, is you shared kind of your mission with a capital M and mine is for women to show up in their lives fully aligned and self-expressed and not afraid to be who we really are because most of us aren't doing that yeah yeah and in order to do that we have to stop paying attention to what everyone else is doing and what they think about what we're doing yes absolutely absolutely courageous hearts (laughs) yes (laughs) huge yeah. So on that high note, um, how, how can women connect with you and, um, you know, find yeah. out more? I know you have your website, Well Empowered, but is there? Exactly. Yeah. Wellempowered.com. People are welcome to schedule a complimentary 30-minute virtual consultation. I also have lots of free webinars on my website. So if people go to webinars, they can go down to past, find all kinds of stuff. Um, and then on social media, Instagram, I'm Well Empowered. Facebook, I'm you, Y-O-U, Well Empowered. And uh, mostly I live on Instagram, but you'll find me in both places. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll put links to all that in the show notes. And I just appreciate you coming on and sharing and having good conversation because that's what I live for on this thing. So, Yeah, it's been such a pleasure being with you, Alex. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the selfless syndrome show. I truly couldn't make the show if it weren't for you, my amazing, lovely, and loyal listener. I so appreciate the emails, the shout outs, the shares, and the reviews, all of which inspire me and motivate me to keep coming back to the mic week after week in order to provide high quality content that helps you find that elusive thing called balance and really build the life, career, and body you are worthy of. I have one little request. If you have benefited from this show in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and review the show. You can leave a five-star review, leave an honest review, 
This really helps us get in front of more amazing listeners just like you and keep growing our mission to help women leaders around the world build the life, career, and body they are worthy of. 